commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Rex Comdack, and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news service providing in-depth coverage of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to our coverage of Day 2, Star Wars Celebration. Now we have to share the news. All right, thank you very much, Grex, coming at you from uh, Two Suns Rise here uh, on Under Saturday. The suns. Under the suns, it's right, just as they're peeking over the corner here. Um, we we had plans for this weekend, and they went a little sideways. Uh, poor Adam is actually feeling a bit under the weather, maybe a lot under the weather. Yeah. Um, he's going to rest up and be back with us soon. But uh, yeah, it's Grant and I here, and we have two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi okay. to talk about. Um, I think Obi-Wan Kenobi, we've got the trailer for Jedi yes. Survivor. Yes, that uh, just I woke up panels, that so we were able to see like we'll talk about those. Um, yeah, we'll just talk about the uh, uh, many, many things, the variety of subjects and uh, get into it. But Obi-Wan, I think, will be our main showcase today. Right. Like I'm thinking, yeah. how can it not be? Man? We've been waiting like, for this. We were going to record earlier, but I was like, all I have for the, all I have for the show is praise, like high praise. Like I love yeah. what they've done with the show. It's the perfect story to take place. Uh in the 10 years uh, between Revenge of the Sith and the 10 years between A New Hope, like it's it's that perfect middle chapter because uh, it makes perfect sense. It actually is like it, it works for the characters. Like so if you were worried about the character direction and arcs in the in this show, fear mm. not. Like it elevated all three trilogies with only two episodes. And that's like the first thing I texted to you guys yesterday. Yes, like, it this somehow elevate, elevated all three like. It wasn't. I had that in the back of my mind when I was watching these, and um, I want you to elaborate more as we go through the discussion because I, I different. I was like, oh, it was like in there, and there's definitely little echoes from from both directions, right? From the sequels and and from the prequels, a lot from the prequels too. Um, what did you think about the like opening, the, the flashback <laughs> part one, the opening? Uh, yeah. I was dying to see Anakin because yeah. to just to set up listener to set it up for the listeners, um, we go back to Order sixty six and the yeah. uh, siege on the Jedi Temple by clone troopers. Uh, I guess the five hundred first, the Anakin's um, unit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We so. get right into it, and uh, I I feel like I should mention um, on Discord one of our beloved. Um, Participants, listeners, and person on the show really had a bad experience with that first scene, given recent events in the United States of America right now. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's it's the it's terrible the climate and what's happened recently, and it's I know <laughs> that can impact a lot of store, popular storytelling, and 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 I think that that will be in future stories. I think they will discuss that stuff, and I think Andor sort of has to explore that stuff and and be yeah. like, this is terrible and really say like you know and that's why i really liked the sequel trilogy because i loved how pa- it kind of stood up for passiveness and uh and it kind of talked about the ultimate good and all this kind of stuff and was really really hopeful in that regard yeah and uh, but now we are getting into the trenches of the of, of a fascistic terrifying regime and i'm worried about the storytelling during this time i really i really do think we need almost a hopeful jedi story as well when we have star wars it's yeah stuff. IP in America. I think we need, I think we need also the force. And I think that's so hopefully we're getting, you know, Ahsoka, I hope, I hope will be a sort of a show that will explore yeah. the kind of like the ultimate good. And, uh, and 
you know, serve as escapism, you know? And, but yeah, I, I understand. I can, I can understand. Yeah. That. It was an active shooter in a school. <laughs> like yeah. that was the first scene. And yeah. like, I didn't think about it like that. I don't have children in it. I mean, obviously I've been following this story as, you right. know, all these stories. Right. Cause it is, it is younglings that are in danger, but at the same but, time, and a teacher that gets murdered, like, yeah. yeah, it's, it's more of a fascistic regime than like the solo, you know, crazed person, you know, it's right. not like, it, right. it, it, to me, it didn't. I didn't really like associate it with that, but I did. Like, it, it is a hard thing to watch, and they showed a lot of it. And I almost think you didn't need. I, I don't want to like criticize the show, but like, I, I only have a few points of contention. And I was like, I would show Anakin here, and Anakin and Reva, and set something up here, and then that could be deep, and that could be well, something that builds. You know, we I mean? might have seen Reva. Reva could have been one of those kids. I uh, think she was. I, I yeah. believe so. I believe she's one of the. So we open up with these younglings um there's about five younglings i think and their their master and the master is like they're doing just some awesome tai chi like yeah it's with coruscant as the backdrop we were in coruscant again not only in obi-wan but in andor and in multiple show upcoming shows and i couldn't be happier this is i think it's just like the hub of politics and politics were missing from star wars for a long time it's sort of like questions and these organizations and i i I like that we're back in coruscant you know in the bustle but, yeah. Uh, yeah, seeing the skyline, they're training, they're doing Tai Chi. Um, and then, yeah, clone troopers just bust, burst in, you know, yeah. seize the, the room. I did. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. Triggers aside, I the same thing. I was just like, oh, my God, it's Coruscant. Oh, my God, it's Order yeah. 66. And like, <laughs> yeah. again, if I never see Order 66 again, my heart will be the, the holer for it because it's just like it's so tough. But I mean, it's important in the story to establish your you know, antagonists. And I think that's one thing I think this show is excelling at. It was also exhilarating. The, the sequence, yeah. like the the actual, I think it's like almost like a wonder. It's like a long yeah. take almost where we follow the Jedi and like her younglings yeah. through the Jedi temple, <laughs> seeing other Jedi fight off clone troopers. Yeah. Uh, she engages in like several clone, with several clone troopers, takes them all out like flawlessly. And yeah. then obviously she's overcome. Melt. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, that opening just, where we pull out from the skyline of like Coruscant and yeah. go over like the tree line into the temple room with the younglings, like that first shot. Yeah, amazing. I was swept away, honestly, swept away. And it was where I, it was the happiest place I could ever be. Basically, every minute before Order 66 erupts, I was like, is the show I want? It's that like chill vibes, uh, Jedi Temple. Um, everyone's learning their craft, but then like one Jedi is like going to fall. <laughs> like it's like right. the simple story I want. It's just like everyone, it's like Harry Potter and you got Slytherin. It's yeah, uh, there's something. There's gotta be one character. I was just like a- appreciative of them reaching both arms around the prequels again um, for this show. You know, they haven't done that at all. They didn't do that at all in the sequel trilogy. And like, this was just like, oh man, Coruscant again. I, when I think of the prequels, I get super happy. Um, I love it. So, yeah, I mean, all those scenes, the montage. So, like, the montage leading into it, the, like, in case you missed it section. Which yes. I think. <laughs> yes, they show, they basically truncate the prequels. Yes. The entirety of the prequels and basically show Anakin and Obi-Wan's journey with sprinkled with the Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon will be in the show, by the way. I have no doubt yeah. at this point. It's it's so clear that the, the Grogu yeah. of this show is Qui-Gon Jinn, even though I thought it was going to be another character. But that character is quickly <laughs> introduced. Right. I, I think he's, I think. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, you're laying so much like like quite on track so right now. Ground. I think that's going to be his like Obi-Wan's ultimate sort of end is that like it he's makes peace and then he's finally it'll be like one scene of Liam and 
or even not, you know, just his voice or something mm-hmm. somewhere. And that'll be the the culmination. I hope it's more because I, you know, you know how we feel about Qui-Gon Jinn on the show. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my all time favorite Jedi. Uh, I just it's, I was wondering if he'd be in the show. It sounds like he's going to be like kind of a major reveal. And it sounds like what we need to see is Obi-Wan reconnect to the force in the show. Yeah, uh, that seems to be a big point of the story, which is Obi-Wan's been disconnected from the force, much like Luke and Octu for 10 years. Yeah. Tatooine um, just swore not to use it. And uh, we'll get to Obi-Wan. We'll talk about Obi-Wan. We'll just get past that. We got to get past this Jedi sequence. We're past. the So in that scene, that first Jedi temple scene, I wish I had seen Anakin. Like That's the only thing about. The yeah. Anakin. I was like, where is it? We're going to turn and see Anakin like is. Something crazy gonna happen, but it was really about the younglings, and clearly, I think one of them is Reva. I thought her name was Reva for the longest time. Sorry right. about the mispronunciation of that, but uh, yeah, it's Reva. Um, yeah, so yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, just one more note on that. The I'm even going backwards now, but the way it was that like montage was cut together. Seeing it the second time, it really has this great pace to it and this yeah. great motion. And I loved how they used the like. Uh, Attack of the Clone scene where they're uh, Anakin's driving the speeder straight down into Coruscant as like a you know metaphor for his descent into yes. the dark side, and yes. like him like laughing as he's doing all this stuff and like yeah. There's I mean, also yeah. really interesting music I think that played over it. I don't think it, it was kind of more like trailer music. It sat, it was just yeah. It was very compelling. It was kind of like this like it was different than the the, the John Williams score. I feel like it was. Yeah, felt more we did, modern, we did get some strange. John Williams in this. He does the he wrote the Obi Wan theme, um, which is sort of the overarching melody for uh, for these shows. And then I thought all the music in between was beautiful too. It's just very um, classical. It's like a lot of just like classical score. Maybe it's like a uh, quintet, like a string quintet. It's kind of thin. It's not the full orchestra, but it's a lot of strings and like individual strings. So, it's beautiful. Yeah. So what did you think about the like the Inquisitors and like how they basically intro the show? They're basically like it's their ship that flies into Tatooine. They're on a they're hunting a Jedi who yeah. happens to be one of the Safdie brothers. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no way. Did I just see that guy in licorice pizza? And I was like, oh, my God, he's in this, too. And, you know, obviously <laughs> good time. And yeah. And I believe uh, they direct together the Safdie brothers. Incredible films. Um, yeah. They just like they're like, can we just get all like directors to be our actors? That'd yeah. be like Joel Edgerton too. Yeah, um, yeah. I do. So I thought the I thought the Inquisitors were the best, one of the best parts of the show. I you know because like we always talk about like how like developing antagonists is like the hardest thing to do, and and this also really lent itself well to the lore behind the Sith to me, where it's just like this is why yes. there's only a rule of two because they just eat each other. You know, like they're constantly like jockeying for position and, you know, there's internal politics here and like dark side politics. And right. And it really shows off the Grand Inquisitor, too. Like he's like, I don't know. I love this sort of, you know, you understand the challenges that the Grand Inquisitor face. And if you've watched Rebels, a series, you sort of know he has a very interesting arc. And this is really lending to itself to that. Yeah, Rupert Friend crushes. But yeah, they, it is additive to the lore of the dark side because I feel like in the show, there's almost like a, like a metric for like your good light and dark meter. And yeah. like the, the Grand Inquisitor is basically like really dark. He's like the darkest of everyone in terms of like, I, I imagine just being evil, you know, like just being tyrannical and evil and authoritative. And I guess 
uh, in this show, he, he talks about Riva like not being one of them. And I think it's because there's like she might have some good. And I think she like, you know, she's still retained her like beautiful, just regular, you know, looks. She hasn't she hasn't, yeah. uh, you know, descent, right. Just, descended just, into the hard. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. 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 So I just feel like to, I feel like it's adding this sort of like, uh, I don't know, I would say like a tier of sort of dark side tier system for like who is the dark. And I, I imagine the, the darkest Emperor invader can sense people's darkness. And so like they can sense that the Grand Inquisitor is like the worst among them. So he should lead them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And his eyes are yellow. So he has the permanent Sith eyes. Like, yeah. I don't know. To me, there was like a lot of science on like world building here. I was like, this is cool. Like, I, I think adding him to the live action is actually a really cool idea. Um, I had my doubts at first because I think I almost think the Inquisitors are are too awesome. They're like too rad. Like I was like, they're <laughs> almost too rad. Like to me, like the original when we start getting into the original trilogy, everything has to look like kind of camp and like there's one of these guys because it's expensive, you know. Like yeah, yeah, it right, has to look right. more indie, I guess, into the original trilogy. Then it can, I guess, get less indie when it comes out of it into the sequel. Yeah, and yeah, and prequel era or just before. Um, yeah, I had a different take on that. What you said just makes sense, and I'm sure you're right. But um, no, I'm not right. I, I, it's up to interpretation. I, I mean, I because I, I, I think the Grand Inquisitor actually, I mean, he ultimately after his end, like sort of comes back around and like is still in the light side. He becomes like a you know spoilers for uh, rebels, but I think he becomes like a a ghost uh, sentinel in like one of the temples, like. Right? Doesn't um, Kanan Jarrus sees him in a temple later on after a, he is killed? Yeah. He was a temple guard, which like yeah. they wore that like golden white faceplate. Um, yep, uh, and had the, gold the yellow lightsaber and like yellow yeah, uh, yellow lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of interesting, and I sort of wondered if actually because as far as like doctrines, you've got you know, uh, Sun Kang is uh, what's oh, second brother. So good. He's so Smith good, brother. But, but so he's good. kind of a sycophant. He's in the system. He's indoctrinated. He's trying to, you know, he rats her Reba out at one point. So we know he like he's kind of a suck up to the Grand Inquisitor. But their Grand Inquisitor is playing a very conservative game, I would say, as far as doing yeah. this. And Reba he doesn't want to like, cause a stir, and he doesn't want, yeah, he doesn't want there to be disruption with the like imperial politics that are happening. Because I, I think you understand this is a very savvy. Uh, yeah, you know, hand that and play in like the Senate and the moths and what they're doing that he doesn't want that to be interrupted with like disputes in the outer rim. They want to control it with ease. And right. That's the most evil. Honestly, I think that's the most evil like thing you could do. That's Reba a good is, I think very inst- like I think it's important to set up that like she's very instinctual and she's doing a lot of very like evil, violent things throughout the beginning of the, 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 these two episodes. And you're. She basically seems like she could be the the like the worst among them. Like she could be right. Who's That's what I mean. Like the worst actions, and then obviously the fate of the Grand Inquisitor, which we'll get there, is pretty cool. That was pretty fun. Uh, I thought that turn sort of like moment. Well, yeah, I have notes about that too because I'm pretty sure he survives that. that yeah, that, that I'm sure wound. Wait, so in Rebels, he like falls into like dark chasms multiple times. Like, does he just or, like, once? In the smoke? I think. I think Kenny Jarrus kills him on that. On like a head, they have like a catwalk thing and they destroy him. And this have that happens. What is it? Rebels is three years before the Battle of Yavin, I think. Four years. Vader can come back from some lava. Like, I'm sure he can come back from. Yeah, from a stab wound. I, I, he will. He has to. 
Um, but yeah, I think like Riva definitely has, she has her own methods, not sociopathic, but it's, I think she, like her methods are just like straight up evil. Maybe they've been trying those things for 10 years and like with, with no results, but she was about to get results on two occasions before she's, you know, stymied by her uh, own plan. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, the whole thing with the knife and just like, this is how we get them out. This is just like, she's like, I'll, I'll kill this family if you don't help them. Yeah. Like really fascist, terrible, terrible things that. It feels like, you know, um, Second Brother and Grand Inquisitor um, don't don't go that far. To her credit, when she threw that knife, she, I think, sensed that a Jedi would stop it. And yes. so I think she knew it wouldn't kill the person she threw it at. You know? So let's, let's talk There's something to her where she actually has threatened to do a lot of violent things. It's actually like making The Last Jedi better for me, where I'm like, I guess people can hold up sabers to people. It's normal. It's chill. Like, yeah. People are just like, it's a quick form of diplomacy or whatever. And it's yeah. like. And then I just don't know why Luke would do it to his own nephew, but no big deal. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's fine. But, but this, this is actually making it very interesting because I feel like she is sort of the mole. She is the good guy among these. Bad, I really do think that this show could end with Reva kind of like protecting Obi-Wan. I think that's I think that's what's being set up. Honestly, yeah. you see the Jedi Temple. You see that she was like, you know, a Jedi once and, you know, really – I love that they talked oh, about that right off the bat, you know, like they didn't, that was kind of the reveal in Jedi Fallen Order was that like, oh, all these Inquisitors used to be Jedi, but they're, they're pretty, yeah, they're vague about her like being, I thought she was almost a foundling, just like some rando, but if she was in the temple, I guess, yeah, she's just not as evil somehow, not, doesn't, not right, as strong on the dark side. Yeah, she's or, turned, she's fallen, she's a fallen Jedi, I guess, yeah. but but they're yeah, all fallen. Do they bleed their crystals, those guys, or does like Vader do it and like throw like Kyber crystals at them? Really good question, man. I I would think they do that. They would that would have to be a rite of passage if he had to do it. They'd have to do it because it's like that's like the last like most cruel step for some reason is changing a rock from bad to good. Yeah, so good she bad. had to do that essentially is what I'm I'm wondering at this point. Yeah, she but her like her lightsaber isn't whole. It, she doesn't have full helicopter. I thought the Empire just, Emperor just chipped away at his giant red one on like Exegol and just like gave them a little <laughs> shot. You get a red lightsaber crystal. <laughs> you get a red lightsaber crystal. Um, yeah, he's sure got enough. But I think that isn't that like the core of. Oh, gonna be a, well, is that what Exegol is? Is it a planet that's like has red Kyber crystal? Like, at the, its core, like the opposite of Ilum, <laughs> like Ilum's opposite number. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah but uh, I, I love the like subtle um, force sensitivity, like narrative that's like underneath. It's sort of like. She, you're like, oh, can she sense the force? Can he sense the force? If is Obi Wan not using the force because he's going to be this shining beacon of light when he starts using it that'll draw everyone to him? Um, and so the, a lot of in this first investigation by the Inquisitors, like they're just she's just sensing, and like like you just said, like do they know he's there because he's using it? But it, it wasn't until he used the force to stop the knife that she was like, look, it's that guy waving his hand, kind of weird. Um, but I, I just yeah. it's like a cool sub story of this. And and obviously in episode two, um, we get more of that. We see Obi-Wan's really reluctant to use the force. Um, of course, Benny Safdie is the guy, the sweaty guy who runs away. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Poor Benny. <laughs> but um, wait, and tough luck for for that Jedi, by the way, because 
But let's get to Obi-Wan. I think we have to at this point because other Inquisitor moments happen after this, which there's the first dismemberment in Star Wars, but we'll save it until we get back to them. But there is the first. We do get the first dismemberment, I think. Right. So you just want to talk about Disney led Star Wars. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I was really happy about that. I was that made me very that I was like, (laughs) it made them actually threatening, you know, like and then, you know, when she pulled the lightsaber to to uh, Owen Lars, you're like, well, I mean, we know he's going to be safe, but it's still very threatening and uh, and menacing. But when we do catch up with Obi-Wan, he's (sighs) cutting up some sashimi. Like, is that? Yeah. (laughs) He's, I was hungry during that scene. I was like, can we order sushi? Was, yeah. Because <laughs> we keep going back to that sort of. Yeah. Uh, I know. His Eopi is eating better than all the Eopis. What is Anna. that creature? That's an Eopi. No, no, oh, not which, the, oh, not creature? the thing they're cutting the meat. So they're... I didn't really realize at first. I was like, oh, it's an old, like, um, you know, calcified skeleton of like, because it looks like a manta ray. So I thought it was like, oh, it's like from the oceans of Tatooine back. And I was yeah. like. But I'm like, oh, no, they're cutting fresh meat off this thing. So it must have just died. It's just like a new crazy like sand, sand manta or something. sand manta. Yeah. That they found. <laughs> and this like pop up butchery. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that like Obi-Wan Kenobi gets a job as a butcher. I thought that was kind of poetic. I was like, oh, yeah. it's just like the galaxy's in a bad spot. If a Jedi has to just cut like meat all day, that the meat. Jedi are probably vegan. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, actually, I think he is like he goes. He doesn't eat that it. meat. He brings he it to his Eopi. Yeah, that's just his. That's his Eopi food, uh, which is <laughs> yeah. like adorable. The, the Wait, no one sees him <laughs> stealing meat off the line. Like, yeah, I know that, that was, was the other <laughs> day. I was like, I'm like, that's the. Most, I mean, he does the same thing every day. He's looking it's pretty just obvious. him. Yeah, he's like, that's mine. By the way, maybe he's got a deal with someone, but because uh, he seems connected and has it. Um, but yeah, so. It makes sense to me. I just want to talk about like, so this is 10 years in. There's still storytelling. There's uh, the John Jackson Miller uh, book yes. that, you know, Kenobi. And so like it, it didn't it didn't retcon any of the early Order 66 Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is like he had some adventures and was like, oh, you know, ultimately led him to like, I have to just lay low. I just have to lay low and disconnect to the force and just, you know follow them but um but it's made him a broken man by not being connected to the force he's just like gotten cynical and um and tired and he just sort of sleepwalks and then when he actually does sleep he has he's traumatized he's still like post-traumatic stress from that experience which makes a lot of sense Uh, but 10 years later and he's still having nightmares about um his interaction and so there was another montage there um, that was, I think, the one that I thought was cut really nice of his dream sequence. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. And just like, yeah. And like just freaking out. And he's just like begging uh, Qui-Gon Jinn to, to offer him some counsel. But it's like if you're not connected to the force, how are you going to commune with the force ghost? Like right. you're deeply, deeply communed in order to do that. That dream sequence is, is very important because it shows, I think, the last shot, I think, is Anakin in a Nabu fighter or like pod racing with the sort of leather helmet on, like just yeah. spirit of adventure. And what you see, you see when he spies on Luke, when he's, vo- when he's, you know, being a warrior on the, the farm, he's like, he sees Luke on the, the hut, basically like flying, like he's pod racing or like he's in a Nabu star fight. Like he's a, a fighter pilot, you know, and that's, that, that all pertains to a new hope. And, you know, telling him his father was a great pilot. You know, he wants Luke to be inspired with adventure, and yeah, he wants Luke to have that, like, I guess the that the the fun and like the because he did watch Anakin have a great time 
for a while. Anakin really did yeah. get to explore his abilities and flying and the force and combat and all this kind of stuff. And the swashbuckling of all that was fun. Like that, that that's fun for them. Yeah. And I mean, thinks Luke would want to do that too. Right. Obi-Wan saw uh, Anakin in his prime years, like as a child growing up, having fun, yeah. developing his they skills. They did have fun for a man. long time together. They were. Yeah. 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 You know, they were brothers. Um, but it's like that that montage ends with that shot. But it also it's about connecting to Qui-Gon, I think, as well. And yeah. the, the mission with Qui-Gon to raise the to not only raise Anakin, but, or, you know, now Luke, like Luke is this Luke could possibly be the chosen one that Qui-Gon like was just a step away from, you know, and and what I feel like is he says that in rebels obi-wan's like he is the chosen one to, he to is maul. the chosen one he yeah. maul. Or, or maul asked him is right. he the chosen one and he goes he is he is he like, floney did not need to add he is like yeah he almost didn't need to do that you know yeah but, it yeah it was obi believes that. it's cool i mean obviously we'll get to we're gonna get to leia soon but there seems like some politics around, you know, like there's two camps. They're like, well, the boy's going to be the swashbuckling Jedi hero and the girl's going to be the the leader in the Senate. Um, and, and it's I think it's just kind of funny that I, I don't know. They're commenting on that a little bit, I think, you know, where it's like you start to see that the aptitude like really shifts towards like Leia's really showing like there's something about like that conversation with Joel. Uh, sorry, I have to start calling him. Um, Owen Lars. Owen yeah. Lars again. Yeah. And so, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah incredible in the show. Like this yeah. gruff Owen Lars. Like exactly who yeah. Owen Lars needs to be. Deborah yeah. Chow again. Like shout out to oh. the director, uh, Deborah Chow. She's an incredible. Like the the action sequences. Obviously the temple sequence at the beginning we've just talked about, yeah. and then just the action sequences in part two that are you know spectacular, and then. Uh, just the dialogue moments and the little beats and yeah. the Joe Egerton, like that direction of the character and, and that conversation between um, Obi and Owen is really well done and perfect. Like Obi's a man of few words. He wants to teach Luke and, o and Owen's like, you stay off my farm. It's like, yeah. it's very basic dynamic. And I love it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They're just like, in, they keep waiting for like the force to show. They're like, you're waiting for him to show like, any signs of like he's like oh is he is he doing four stuff yet is he ready is he ready you know or some like inclination there is a bit of like coincidental camp in the show though because like the inquisitors yeah. like keep walking into scenes and you're just like oh and they're like we know people are here we know there's a jedi here and i'm like okay right. we get it you guys are here we get it yeah and then they just hold a lightsaber up to owen lars like they i single him out out of like 20 also like you're telling right. me there aren't like like uh, you know, bounty hunters and like, uh, you know, ne'er-do-wells on Tatooine who would like fight back against Inquisitors. Right. Are you yeah, that would be cool. That would have been. That would have been. <laughs> what if they had to like battle off a guy who's just like a random bounty or a Dengar, and then the guy who's like running away from them, and they're like, they're like, we gotta go battle him off. That's why the Grand Inquisitor is busy, like you know what I mean, or something. And then Reva gets to go do her side plot, something that's like set up that Tatooine's like, I don't know. Yeah, I think they're just establishing how bad the like CD. and mean the 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 inquisitors are, and it's just right. like no yeah. one messes with them. That's true. And then they 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 single out Owen Lars. Owen Lars just just says all the right things. Yeah, <laughs> really, says all the right things. Yeah, because she senses that he has a, a secret. Like she, that's one of her abilities, right? She can read right. minds and just like suck information out of minds and read all that stuff. And yeah, definitely this. I felt it the second time I watched it. She was like, oh, there's but I mean, what he's really hiding is Luke. He doesn't care about Obi-Wan. 
but he's really trying to protect Luke and she's trying to drag that out of him. But he was able to use enough truth in his statement, I guess, to to survive. But she's still, you know, there's a red flag on him for Reba. She like she knows there's there's something there. Um, yeah. Yeah. She definitely consents it. No. And then obviously the Grand Inquisitor, the, you see the power dynamic that the Grand Inquisitor is sort of like. Um, I guess the one in charge and uh, and he reigns her in and it's like, you know, stand down, make yeah. stand down. And uh and uh, you and you can sense tension there, which does pay off. So yeah. it's important to sure does. that tension. Then there's a uh, lot of tension. Yeah, <laughs> really gets tense. It's great stuff. The drama yeah. within the I really like the Inquisitors for a sort of like dramatic, you know, like. Uh, yeah, I, like I so the other thing that they did uh, is Obi-Wan refuses the call to action at least twice. There's like, you know, there's his boss that's like oh, right. stealing wages and then there's like, you know, obviously the first Jedi that um, that that tries to solicit his help. He refuses that. And then, you know, and then finally Bail Organa's like, you know, does it and you refuse it. I just think that's great because to me and I have a tattoo of it, like the original call to action in, right. in hope is like, help me open one Kenobi. You're my only hope. Like that's that's the call. Or the most it's, like, it's iconic. a beautifully structured opening too, um, in terms of the Jedi storyline with Obi Wan and uh, the what's Benny Safdie's character's name? Um, it's like Kuri, uh, Nari, Nari. No. Okay. Uh, like, like basically, <laughs> this is a crazy sequence where it's like the middle of the night. It's like uh, it's lit like twilight, and Obi Wan's like you know traveling through the the desert on his EOP. Yeah, and, the Jundlin waste. Nari like runs out and is like, "You gotta help me! Like, please, they're gonna like hunt me yeah. down! Like, oh, you used to be a great Jedi." And Obi Wan's like, "Oh, my name's Ben." Like, yeah, <laughs> you love that moment. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Moment. Every there time I hear that's it, I'm the, like, "That's the you need that uh, that cell, that film cell." Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that was money. Uh, yeah, and then and then he just does. Obi Wan refuses to help him, and Nari the next day is tragically, you know, uh, strung up, strung up. So dismemberment, yes. Hanging, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. Up. Uh, just like he, he looks very comfortably attached to and, us, and, and very much dead. And you yeah. know, obviously, you imagine the Inquisitors did it, uh, and then yeah. they leave him as a symbol to like the people. Which I did see stuff like that. I think in the old Amy Henning, like concept art for the Amy Henning game back yeah. in the day, they did like show some like imperial controlled areas where like there was like, you know, they would just, just try to uh, bring fear by fear tactics, I guess. Yeah, I was kind of hoping Kari was going to run off into the desert and we'd see him like in a later episode as a as a Tuscan Raider hiding as a Tuscan Raider. I thought that would have been cool, but when we could get that. That might have been the original script. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. We had heard about that. I forget the name of that Legends uh, Jedi Tuscan, but that would have been I, I don't know. I, I want to see a Jedi Tuscan. Is that so much to ask for? Yeah, so a lot of refusal to call, but then you know, obviously, we go to Alderaan, which is was yeah. awesome, and that was the the real reveal of the show, really, because in all of the marketing material, you do not see a glimpse. There's not one frame of Alderaan <clears throat> or Leia, young Leia, ten year old Leia, um, which uh, was such a wonderful surprise, and the actress who plays her, it's just so well acted. Yes. Um, just yeah, so and good. she's so um sort of confident and intelligent and uh is always like you know rebellious and going against the grain of her the royal family and, <laughs> right 
you know, but then and then what's what's great is the character moment they give her is that her like cousin comes and the cousin accuses her of her of being not be, truly being an organa and, and yeah. being adopted and highlighting that or whatever and you Terrible know things that she just she she claps back and it's the best uh, <laughs> yeah it's the best that we won't say all the dialogue here it's worth just watching the episode yeah um, but then uh, yeah she does she's it's she's you know, it's the Leia you you know and love, and she's just ten years old, and uh, so it's it's so much fun. I thought they did such a great job writing that character, and then Jimmy Smits. Jimmy Smits killing it. I'm crying it. in my living room because Jimmy Smits. <laughs> not okay. Oh yeah, as the as the greatest dad ever. Like he's yeah. just, just a shot uh, of their silhouettes just standing on the balcony, like yeah. looking out at Alderaan. Like that's all I needed. That's yeah. really all I need that's all, in yeah. life. <laughs> it's just Jimmy Spitz yeah. and Leia Organa just, yeah. just there. And then telling her she's an Organa and that she's going to one day boss her cousin around. And yeah. Right. And, and it, it was really quick, but they showed the interaction between um, Breha Organa and yeah, yeah, yeah. Bale. And then the, she re- her sister and the cousin. Is that a new Breha? Breha? Or is that the same? Breha. Oh, I think it's the same. It's the same? Oh, she's incredible. I think it's the same. But she's, yeah, she's incredible. And such a great character from um leia princess of alderaan we get a, you know a lot mm-hmm. of backstory on her in that novel um and definitely read that um is that this a claudia gray joint right leia princess of alderaan yes yes yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing so good um and uh but yeah so breha is an amazing character in her own right and i love that we're seeing that dynamic there um and i and, and you can tell though that like um this like the in-laws the cousins like Breha's sister and husband <laughs> wearing like, all gold. The cousin, the kid. yeah, he's like the outfits were kind of on point though. I oh, was yeah. like, can I live on Alderaan? Like, can I? The sky cars. It looked like like I don't know. There was sort of like a Tesla, Elon Musk sort of like vibe on like the ground level. Like yeah, cars, sky cars. Yeah, I was like, okay, like, self driving sky cars, cool. and they're like waving out of there like to the things. So, yeah, no, Alderaan is one of the greatest like biomes they've ever made and you never you only see it in a few frames so it's great to just be here like really organic like spires that they make um, i love the soldiers too like i love the little caves i think they look great yeah the alderanian guard and you sort of see that's like a lot of the influence um for the design or it's you know for uh, a new hope for the soldiers in the rebellion there's a lot still wearing that gear so yeah, Alderanian Guard, we get but some. Yeah, but then, yeah. And again, I, <laughs> I don't want to highlight sort of like some of the, like the these character intro moments that are kind of abrupt. But like there are like pirates watching from the woods mm-hmm. in these. <laughs> so, so I'm a, it's, like, yeah. t- t- it's like shadowy silhouette. Like, oh, my gosh. I loved watching. it. Though. Someone's yeah. watching and they have a rat tail. So it can't be good. <laughs> Um, I, uh, so I'm a, a bass player and my first favorite bass player <laughs> is flea. So I would recognize his voice from anywhere. And all of a sudden he talks, I just go flea. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to funk her to death? Wait. And then what did you see the front? When did you see his outfit? What did you say when you saw his outfit? I said, I said, uh, we believe in nothing Lebowski. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, but it was almost like their leader because he's yeah. like a black kimono with like, I don't know, yeah. neon orange the bandana neon orange and like shirt and- inside. I was like, this is a wild. It was like the woods looked, he looked crazy in the woods. I was like this. The only way to shoot woods and not make it look like camp is to have an outfit just be ridiculously outrageous. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's a wild. I, I definitely like. 
gave that some looks up and down and like it's a weird trench coat like a dark trench coat over the like flaming orange and he's got some weird like yeah like uh attachment or modification sort of like cybernetics yeah, on yeah. his head um which is cool because we see him from the back of the head a lot and it's sort of i was like i'm like oh is this person deaf like do they need is this a hearing device Ooh, yeah, or something but that it was like no he's just gonna bring the bring the metal phone. dude he's just metal yeah, I guess yeah. funk metal. But I think you, I think yeah, like so. Then two, so obviously Leia runs back out to the woods after dealing with her after, after um, you know, uh, doing this parade, I guess, with their their the, the cousins. The yeah, because the, the she doesn't want to visit. apologize. She'd rather and she doesn't want to apologize to the um the kid in the gold suit. Uh, but um, they did. She goes. She goes on this parade. She waves to people. All she does is wave. And she's like, all I do is wave. Like this yeah. is terrible. And I was like. I agree. That'd be pretty boring if you all you want to do is like watch starships. And that's yeah. that's I think that scene I like I yeah. I kind of thought that scene was perfect in every way. Right. And she's activated in all the ways that that Obi-Wan's hoping for Luke. But I mean I guess Luke is sort of there already, right? If he's already pretending to be in a fighter, you know, starship uh while he's at home, then it's just, you know, they're both pretty much at the same spot. But yeah. Yeah, this show also kind of shows how beat down Luke is, right? Owen. Owen seems like a pretty strict dude. He's strict like, dad. Yeah. He's like, where are you at all times? He's yeah. like, are the evaporators clean yet? Yeah, right. Right. Get out there. Get off there, Luke. You're you're Luke 10, runs ten yards away from him and he's like screaming his name. And I'm like, he's literally just like on the other side of the house. Like he'll yeah. just walk around the corner. Where's he gonna go? There's this like yeah. Where is he gonna go? You can see clearly yeah. in like a I'm thousand like, meters just, in every direction. We have protective services on this. Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Screaming at this ten year old yeah. right there. <laughs> um, uh, what do you think of uh, of Obi Wan's rock crevice home? This is, I know this is a little bit of a. Uh, I thought it was gorgeous. I thought it was such a smart um, set. Like it just it perfectly. It was like a per- I imagine that if there was any force energy on tattooing, it would be in that like beautifully shaped kind of sandstone. Yeah. That dwelling that Obi-Wan. Found. Oh, OK. That's I think a he's good trying pick. to connect with Qui-Gon there. I think it's like a little temple or something, but he's disconnected from the force. So it's like, yeah, you're, I don't know how yeah. it's going to happen, my guy. Like, how about you connect fully? <laughs> and then like the force is like, you got to go fight Vader. And he's like, oh, no, I can't do that. Like, I have to, yeah, don't want to. Yeah. Well, so that answered, you know, we actually covered a lot of good ground last week on this when we were talking about it and we hit on a bunch of the stuff we talked about alderaan talked about um obi-wan's connection with vader um and yeah and and uh, i think that was one of the last questions i asked you was sort of like does obi-wan know that darth vader is anakin and that there is such thing as a darth vader like does he does he still believe that anakin's dead and And i love that they show and handles that beautifully yeah yeah, because he didn't, you know, they the, early in the in episode one, it's Owen Lars and Obi Wan, you know, talking about like you killed him, you killed Anakin, you know, that's the real like grind for, um, for Owen is like, you know, this is you killed this kid and um, with your bad teaching, and then you know it, the reveal that he actually didn't. Kill Anakin Skywalker is dead. Yeah, he says that at one point. I was yep. like, I love that line. <laughs> Owen yeah. Lars is a G. <laughs> he's a G. yeah and and joel's like changed the voice were from yeah. like when he was younger and it's like getting towards the owen lars we, yeah, we like, know in a new so perfect it's the like, nose is like a little more uh, bulbous so now really? it's where there's like a prosthetic where they're making him look like the character that played owen lars in a new dead eye vermin to me yeah 
I kill vermin on my farm. I was like, <laughs> okay. Let's okay. Thank you, uh, Evan. Uh, um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to the hut. I want to see it. Make that, like, that's how dorky I Oh, the hut. We need to get the hut. In the we got to get the hut. He's like, got to the hut. Yeah. That's, yeah. You got to make some just... credits and buy a hut. Bale has to be like, I'll hook you up finally. He's like, he's yeah. like, I know I've been bad to you, everyone. I know you've been living in a cave for 10 years and I should probably send you some credits. Yeah. Give you some now, my friend. I know. Yeah. I, that, that's what might be it. He's like, oh, you need money? Like, yeah. I got, He's like, oh, well, why didn't you tell me? There's money. Tell me it's like loaded. It's I mean, <laughs> like, guy, I live in a castle. You I'm, see that statue I'm, back there? I bought four of them. Over. I don't even know why. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. I think we know where he gets the hut. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, um, bankrolled. <laughs> um, but I am curious about that. And um, oh man, all right, also, so this brings me to the lightsabers. The reason why I want the hut is because I wanted to see all the stuff that's in there. What if it's Nari's hut? What if he finds Nari's hut? Oh, and Nari did have a little like hideout kind of hut on a hill. That'd be, that'd be cool. That would make sense because it's like him, like Obi Wan hiring contractors. It just feel like he'd get fleeced. I love the scene with the like. They added two things. I feel like they're, they're like, we need droids, so we need little droid segments. And I love his little security droid. Um, I think that's really cool. And then, of course, we've got uh, Nora is the is the little playmate droid for um, for Leia, which I think is great, too. Oh, yeah. The, the other thing that people are going to spend 30 minutes on their respective podcasts talking about Lola. But oh, is it so Lola? Cool. So cool. That's Love the name. The I also saw in the credits. That's the name of the VX VFX company. It's like Lola VFX or something. So um, maybe they're involved in creating that that, cool. um, that droid character. Um, but so they needed to have that. But they also needed some comedy and some levity. And uh, <laughs> and like, yeah, the Jawas. <laughs> Best like, Jawas scene I've seen in a long time. Also, oh. most poignant. I was like, oh my yeah. god! Like it has. It found Anakin's belt. I was like. Is that Anakin's belt? Is it <laughs> Anakin's like, exactly. belt? Exactly. It... It's a, just a Jedi belt. But I was like, is that is that what I think it is? Oh no, kidding! I thought it was. I thought it was either um, Nora's belt. No, I'm gonna no. Kara, Kari, Kari's Nari. belt. Nari. Yeah, he's wrong again, Ben. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Obi Wan's belt himself. But I guess he would have taken that with him. Uh, um, it could so. be. It could be. Because it looked a lot like like Obi Wan's belt that I've seen in a million. He could have thrown out his clothes, I imagine. Some like wouldn't that be his starfighter that he abandoned? Yeah, you know? I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, so but all yeah, that, that is, scene is classic. Yeah, but I wanted to see. I wanted to see Qui Gon's lightsaber hilt. Like I, I wanted him to still have that. Qui Gon's lightsaber is weirdly modern, which I always liked. I was like, it's like weirdly like, it doesn't look. I, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't look all like greebles and sort of like, yeah, greeblies like all like stuck together like kit bash. Doesn't look like that. It looks like a sleek like modern like if you were design a lightsaber like it would look like Qui Gon's lightsaber, which is like has yeah. like, a black grip, red button, like silver. Just yeah, very stylized. Ergonomic. Yeah, very modern, ergonomic. It's epic. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want to weirdly different looking than a lot of the other sabers. I was like, this saber looks strange. It doesn't look like ornate yeah. like Luke's and uh, Obi Wan's. Yeah, and Obi-Wan's fan, I remember there's a great behind the scenes where they have um, Obi-Wan, or well, Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson choosing their lightsaber hilts. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think Ewan got first crack at it, which which is weird because that's, there's a very distinct, uh, no one wants to hear this, 
but it's like style progression of Obi-Wan's lightsabers. Like it starts sort of like a little bit like um, Qui-Gon's and then it sort of it sort of reduces down into what um, influences uh, Luke. Luke created yeah. his like Luke's green lightsaber is almost a twin of um, Obi-Wan's A New Hope lightsaber, yeah. the one that we see in here. Yeah. And I, I wept in that moment. I mean, like. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll we'll jump through it a little bit, but yeah, we go back to Alderaan. Leia gets kidnapped. Bail, you know, uh, messages Obi Wan, sends follow message to Obi Wan asking him for help. Obi Wan's like, "I'm sorry, like I I can't, like I can't leave here, like I'm." Yeah, I, and he refuses the call, and then <laughs> Bail's like Obi Wan walking into his cave has like a little security system, uh, yeah, like a droid, an astromech, like camera that pops up and like blinks blue or red depending on like the danger level inside the, the crib <laughs> the and, weather uh, is red it is the <laughs> and it turns out of danger in this you game. go in there there's like a guy in a cloak it's bail bail's like had to come in person had to schlep yeah. all the way to tatooine because obi-wan's being difficult right and, and he's like they've gone to die you i don't know how he finds out that information there's a lot of convenient plot stuff in the <laughs> two, two it's fine. That we'll talk you, about that it's, I, fine. it's fine it's fine it's do you fine. really want to spend time how i don't found no i don't i really don't i it's, i think it's also they were it was a trap right so that information was probably planted by reva um, yes sure. and i was very yeah i mean it was a mystery like how do they know dayu and then like who are these who are these you know who is flea's nihilists um and and you know and then i, I thought it was a cool reveal that it was reva setting this you know right. plot and up. We do learn that Dayu has a uh, kind of like a hollow jam, hollow feed jammer where like yeah. there's a, a, it jams all communications. So like there's you can't send, transmit messages to Dayu and out of Dayu. Nothing goes in or out. Yeah. And you can't so, track ships. Apparently yeah, you can't track ships that land and leave, I guess, Dayu. So that's pretty like it's interesting that she chose that planet. Right. Like that's yeah. kind of she chose that Reva. Yeah. So it's where bad things obviously happen. Bale's like Bale's like, please help me. And then. Obi-Wan finally agrees, and then that's when he digs up the sabers. Yeah, so cool, man. He knows exactly where it is. Like he can yeah, yeah, there was no the marking. Crystals. It's just like the dunes of Tatooine. So it's just like he, just by the force, I guess, like through yeah. whatever connection he has, uh, he was able to remember where the sabers are. Which I think is a, is awesome. That's like perfect Star Wars to me. It's just like, you know, you don't need to look. It's like there's that connection with the lightsaber and the kyber crystal that's just like he could pick it out from two star systems away. His and probably with with Anakin's lightsaber right next to it, it's just like that is, you know, the physical instantiation of his trauma <laughs> right there, right. like in that box. So it it's really an easy is one to spot. It, it takes you right back to that moment where you picked up Anakin's saber and just bounced and <laughs> just oof, you're devastated. Uh, yeah. And he goes and he, it's perfect reason to leave go off world is to go save Leia Organa. You know, she was taken by the yeah. pirates. You know, Flea is tormenting her on the ship and then they land in like the sewers. This is <laughs> Flea's again, tormenting her with funk, yeah. with slap in and pop. interior sewers interrogation room. Uh, like Leia is just, I guess, trying to escape with Lola, who's still active. But then yeah. uh, the pirates destroy Lola. Lola gets destroyed. It's oh, and poor Lola. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love that uh, Leia um, is like kind to droids, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's great. And I see why they released two episodes because the end of episode one is Obi Wan now leaving, to answering the call, to die you. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and so now we have um, die you, Obi Wan on a new world. Like, couldn't ask for more. So cool. Right. Like uh, the so production beautiful. design, like the sets, the yeah. all the uh, different. Um, like 
not uh, in non-humans like running or walking around yep. like that was so cool. Yeah. I was, there's well, like these so. weird slug things that were just sort of like shimmying across the ground. It like looked very practical, we'll say, but uh, I still loved it. I thought it was great. Um, so many good creature, creature. Yeah, I like seeing non bipedal like creatures in the galaxy, even though that seems to be the preferred sort of mode of transportation. It's like two legs and arms um, with a weird face or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah it's pretty great. Um, and yeah, and we get, you know, so we get investigator Obi-Wan back like doing his. Yeah, thing. he's like, it's like taken. Leia got took. So <laughs> it's like taken. He's like, what would Qui Gon? Yeah, what would Qui Gon do? He's I like, have a very specific set of skills. In the multiverse. <laughs> Qui Gon somewhere has been making Taken movies, and so now Obi uh, Wan needs to uh, do his own Taken yeah. storyline, and uh, that's what exactly what he does. And in a Taken story, you usually go find like the seediest sort of like you know you go to the seediest corner of the city to find like whatever yeah. sort of criminal activity there is and who he finds is amazing he basically oh my God. he basically hears a story of a jedi he's like there's no way it's a real jedi they would never come here and it's like it's just too muddled with like you know bounty hunters and things like that where or you know it, just, it doesn't feel like a jedi vibe like so he's going there already sort of skeptical gets there finds out it's uh Kumail Nanjiani's character, <laughs> Ahaja Estri, claiming to be a Jedi, uh, doing some of the funniest sort of like, uh, I guess, parlor trick, in, parlor tricks <laughs> in Star Wars. Like he's he basically is on a comms call with uh, a guy at like the spaceport or it's, you're supposed to think that. But yeah. he's acting like he's he's controlling an Imperial officers or like a guard's mind through the call. Through the and call. I think we all know as the audience, so like that's an impossible or you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't even use the phone. You wouldn't even use the transmitter at that point. You would just sort of go into their mind if you could, if you could, but it's like too far. So long distance. That's why yeah. like Obi-Wan's looking at him askance and he's doing that. Like, mm, yeah. that's yeah. not how the force works. Great looks. And then he swindles those people out of like 500 credits. And... Well, I think they, I think he put them on the ship. Like I, uh, I, so that's so we're going to see I guess there's more to Haja Estri has a lot more to do I feel like with this story his name is definitely not Haja Estri right like that's his Jedi name did he invent that or is that his real name what are we uh, let's say it's his real name it's all, it's all we got to work with that's now, all we so. got to work with but yeah. I got to think there's more story with this with Haja Estri I do too because I, I think he's actually a good character like yes he's taking people's credits but I think he is helping people and i think he's just a super fanboy of the jedi is sort of how it's revealed like he's like one of us like he's just like cosplaying being a jedi to help people because he's like thinks jedi are the answer to you know actually help people in this world um because i mean well we know he he actually did help obi-wan and i think i inferred that he did get those people on a transport off world which is what they were paying for um but he just made it look like he did it through you know through the the Jedi way with Jedi tools, I think to inspire hope, you know, like the Jedi are still out there. Like we need them in the galaxy. We need that force in the galaxy. And I don't know. That's what that's yeah. what he represented to me. But I've just, we just only seen seen him like being this Jedi figure, and we know he's not a Jedi. So I just right. didn't know is this is this just like is he someone else? Is there like some other story going? On? Is he a rebel trying to get people off world off Dayu and? Right. You know, actually helping this cause and a good guy or like, you know, um, or we'll is, see, or I think, you know, is he just Hodge Estri, you know, parlor tricks, CD sort of like 
right. character in Two-bit the Valley con of man. Yeah. Yeah, con man. Yeah. At first, I think he's introduced as a con man, but I think I don't know. I I thought by the end of the episode there kind were of like, a nope, DJ there's another figure. layer there. Kind of a DJ figure in terms of like yeah. morally ambiguous. You're like, what like what is this character? What's the end goal of this character? I know he's getting Obi-Wan off world and he got those people off world. Mm-hmm. He did to get paid, right? Like uh, yeah, he got paid by the people, not by Obi Wan. Yeah, not by Obi Wan. He <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I think he's a virtuous stuff. character actor. I, actually, I think um, you know that that's what I'm choosing to believe. But it, it could there's definitely they gave you that ambiguity, so you don't really know what his deal is. Yeah, they created that ambiguity by Obi Wan, I, which I think was kind of unnecessary, being like you're a rat in the uh, in the sewers, <laughs> and I was like, geez, like okay, I, like you don't yeah. need, like just. Just say that was wrong. And then when, when Kumail's like, I got them on the transport, at least. I was like, okay, that's like, that's yeah. like, he did get them off Dayu. That's an incredibly hard thing to do. The planet, it seems yeah. like a, right. a tough place. So uh, Obi-Wan, like, and where he is right now. So we, like, I, I love that they've now set this up like a video game. I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, it's sort of like you started off with zero power to Obi-Wan. And he's slowly reincorporating his old skills. He's still trying to do all this without the use of the force. And you see him like punch people and be like, ow, like because he's not using the force. He's just he's using this crazy Jedi Krav Maga, um, which is kind of cool. You don't see that a lot. But like, all right, how did Jedi fight without lightsabers? (laughs) You know, and to see Obi-Wan do it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's where some of the quick plot plot work happens because Haja Astri is like, you have to go to. If you want to go to the sewers, there's only one place. And then it happens <laughs> really? to be the place where the, there's a drug lab and the pirates are holding Leia. It happens to be like all connected in the one thing. And um, and he goes there and he fights off, I think, like a Zat. Right when he gets to the drug lab and sort of like fights off yeah. a Zabrak uh, and another um, pirate. Species that I'm not and, yeah, a lot then, of new species in the show, which I think are, you know, new types. of. I guess they're just security at the drug lab and he fights those guys. Um and when he gets he gets punched in the face like immediately, and he's like, oh, and you're like, oh, like you're like you're like if you have the force, you probably would have ducked that. You know what I mean? But yeah, just it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then, yeah. Then he does use the the Jedi crop as he said. Yeah, just <laughs> perfect CQC sort of like close quarters, just takedowns, and then just gets that guy up in a chokehold, and it looked really good. And I thought Deborah Chow was like just does excellent action because like. That looked like a real chokehold and looked like the guy was actually like, oh, we want got that guy good. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. very well done, I thought. And then, yeah, he's still got it. He's just older and out of shape um, is sort of like what I felt. Right. Can we talk it, about Breaking Bad, Obi-Wan? <laughs> yeah, Breaking Bad, Obi-Wan. I need a figure that needs to happen at some point. Uh, he is wearing like the scrubs and like has the rebreather. I guess they're called yeah. rebreathers in Star Wars. And yeah, and looking at the camera lab. Yeah. yeah, and then there's this shot. There is like the is either like there's a Breaking Bad sort of like I always think like weird science or like goosebumps kind of like just like he's up with all these like you know vials and bubbling you know um, yeah cauldrons and yeah, beakers and yeah stuff and I was like this is <laughs> this is classic like science <laughs> science shot um, yeah. science lab shot and uh, yeah he's his outfit looks cool in that and there there's another like weird thing where I was like uh, once he saves Leia and he leave they leave that the sewers uh, he's like we have to change like I was like don't you're <laughs> head to toe covered like <laughs> the rebreather the goggles like every you look like you will be you're very well hidden right now Obi-Wan yeah. like 
And then he's like, no, we have to change. Changes with no face masks or, or anything, just like a hood, I think, at some point. Yeah, and he buys like, her a nice And then takes the hood coat. off. I'm like, what? I was like, all right, we're doing this all wrong. <laughs> I, I had to really stop thinking like that and just enjoy the episode because I was yeah. I was worried about it, the, yeah. him you know, not being covered up. Oh, but we start getting like these great, like new, like new classic uh, Obi-Wan lines. Um, right before he escapes, it's like he's got two guns to his head and flee in front of him. And he's like, I didn't know Jedi could bleed. Oh, yeah. It's like he's like, everybody bleeds <laughs> as he just like takes them that all out good. with the glitter. Stem. You're bleeding on my floor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, everybody bleeds. <laughs> just like, I don't know. I, I, I love that sort of casual elegance that Obi-Wan has um, yeah. in, the, in the toughest times. Um, it's oh, my. Yeah, whips like bomb, drug bomb on the ground and it explodes like powder goes everywhere. And everyone gets, I guess, the glitter stem gets in everyone's system and they're all acetated. He's out with the rebreather. That was, I think, the fleet's best acting was him just being like drugged up against like the door and then the door (laughs) opens and he just was like, yeah, I thought that was great. Well, did a good (laughs) job. He's seen a couple drug dens in L.A., I'm pretty sure. Was the the nineties were tough for, for the chili peppers, <laughs> no doubt. Um, uh, and then I guess he Haja Estri. I guess he fight. They fight off some bounty hunters. Haja Estri finds them in the alley, and then uh, Haja Estri is like, "I'll help you." Like, what choice yeah. do you have? Leia's like, "What choice do we have?" You know, like, and then you know, Reva's hot on their tail. Obviously, finds you know, Flea and the pirates all like all drugged out, um, and then she leaves that place. Uh, in hunt just hunts through the alleys yeah. or I guess then, goes to the rooftop after that. She starts like rooftop watching yeah. after but that. She, she goes, like, she sends up. And- she sends out that wanted poster, right. To all the, all the ne'er-do-wells in the city, yeah. um, which I thought was great. Again, we get the classic, like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi wanted poster, um, which I was, thought was great. Yeah. And she's going directly against order. She's supposed to be completely like stand down. Grand Inquisitor wants to take this quarry back himself, yeah. but he wants to do it in his way. Um, which I think you're right. It's probably like orders from the emperor sort of like, mm-hmm. like saying below the, the radar. And, um, yeah. And I thought it was great. And so we get to see a dinosaur bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of Adam when we saw that. Yeah. I was like, Adam is going to flip and he sees just a straight up velociraptor stand up with like a battle rifle and just yeah. walk. Yeah. Out. I was like, and like, Weirdly, that was like one of the only kind of like like bounty hunter highlights. Like yeah. other bounty hunters, like came into like came out of the backgrounds and like the woodwork. But that dinosaur yeah. got like a full on like cut. We're showing the dinosaur cut yep. back to Obi Wan. I was like, wow, wow. okay, we're really right. going to show off this alien. <laughs> and we did get like a Forlom type bounty hunter in there too, yeah. um, which but it's so didn't feel scary. Like- and I thought yeah. so well done, like the yeah. ominous, glowing kind of insectoid eyes, green yep. eyes, um, and, and then, then like kind of like making that strange noise and kind of like waddling out. Like it almost felt like Dark City or like. The, some of the Riddick movies and what they do in those where it's like there's like the I just, there's always that one sort of like tracker like yeah. you know creature that's like humanoid and, and terrifying yeah, yeah. It and it totally works so Obi-Wan you know Revo's watching rooftops she sees a gunfight she's like boom I've got him and then, wait is it the dinosaur that like engages yep <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and then so there's Obi Wan with a blaster. Wait, it's a, yellow a blaster shoot. fire too, which was so cool. I was like, yep. I like seeing yellow as like a bolt color because it was it just looked really cool. 
Yeah, and then yeah, Obi Wan's blaster was red, so like more classic. But they, uh, um, yeah, so they get in a firefight, and he's not again not using the force, and he's not good with a blaster. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just a terrible shot, an inelegant weapon. Um, yes. For and, a more uncivilized time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's it. so we get to see it. That's that moment. That's the the callback to that line. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then, you know, they obviously like Leia set it up with like, if you're a Jedi, make me float. I want to float. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> yeah, that, that part was like, oh, no, like you got it's Leia you're with. So it's just like, you. And, yeah. and, you know, you're not truly in charge, Obi-Wan. You got to understand that. And yeah. Um, yeah, she is. She wants she wants him to prove that he's a Jedi, like immediately as they're yeah. basically trying to escape. And there's wanted posters out and bounty hunters are hot on their, their trail. Yeah. And you know, Obi-Wan's just, you know, again, Obi-Wan's forced into that parenting role, like forced into yeah. it. Like he's, he has to be now this parent. And what he does is like, I think Leia gets kind of discouraged as they're running at some point. He does like walk over to her and like ask her, like, tell me about that. Or like, yeah, you know, like yeah. want, uh, that part was beautifully done. I yeah. Thought. Cause he like, realized the air in his way. He's like, oh no, he died. Like yeah. they, they crushed my droid and he's like, good. And then he's like, that, that was insensitive. And like, yeah. he's like, okay, tell me about yeah. your experience and do it. Like he's like, oh, the old, the old, oh, like that you know, things come back. That was, a yeah, there was, was all through it. I also felt, and I don't know if this, cause I'm just like a total star Wars nerd, but I felt like <laughs> the force moving the characters and like credit to Deborah Chow. Like it was like, the story is getting, it felt like pushed by the force, you know, when they're being forced down alleyways, right? Um, you know, and oh, like chased and all that. Point. That's such a good, point. but it feels yeah. like this is all the will of the force, like bringing it's coming together. It's bringing Obi-Wan back. It's like nurturing, um, Leia and Luke and, um, yeah. And it's just yeah, like, so, it's so circuitous and it's like, they're like going through the city and they're like, uh, we got to change. They go to like the specific you know, um, market stall, they get the clothes, they go through another alley that that way is cut off. They have to trust Haja Estri. They have to yeah. choose this cargo route. They have to get off this planet in some way where there's all these, I guess, these like uh, paths within this maze that they have to go through. Yeah. And they're going down, they're being funneled down one yep. specific path to this one brown cargo ship that looks like it might just yeah. fall out of the sky but they're they're going to it it's what they're going to they're trusting haja estri and uh and their only choice gets them off world which is pretty cool i yeah. was like this does feel like the force of play that's a really good point um yeah and he's yeah. and obviously leia during the firefight leia falls off the building and oh we want that we see it for the first time oh we want to reach next to the force reaches out and Loved it because it reminded me of when Anakin and Obi-Wan sort of like tried to push each other on the table and they like caught. Oh, they yeah. Caught, like the force. They basically caught each other. Yeah. And, um, uh, it became that sort of stalemate. And uh, it felt like it, you kind of get the eyes shot, the shot of the face, and then you kind of get the shot of his hand and it kind of cuts back and forth. And like he, yeah. he does catch her and you're like, yeah. It's like you're basically yeah. like up on your feet at that point. You're like, he's back. Like, he's yeah, back. <laughs> you're doing a power slide across the room like I was on my knees. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. <laughs> I mean, but I loved the acting there, too. In his face, it was like he's like, oh, when yeah. he finally can reconnect to the force again, like because he has to. It's like this effort to do it. And then when it happens, he's like, oh, like I'm back. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's wild. And I can't wait to see him like. Because I think it's pretty clear the answer is he needs to reconnect to the Force and be still be one with the Force to do what he needs to do. 
And, um, and I love the, his power coming back and him like building himself back up into even past what he was into something more, which is old Ben, which I think is the the most powerful Ben, uh, version of Obi-Wan Kenobi there is, uh, and, you know, powerful in, in a sense of like, I don't know, has come to his fruition sort of like the, the ultimate, it's the know, pen and, more than the sword at that age. It's yes. What he says that changes the galaxy more than right. His strength comes from his wisdom. Yeah. I hope that they actually they called back um, a line that I had forgotten about that I would have used in our um, little debate about how awesome um, Obi-Wan is, which is they say he's as uh, Anakin said, he's as wise as Master Yoda and as powerful as Master Windu, which is right. like, that, I mean, well, that's I why they choose, say that's, that's why they choose him from. to when they need to take down Grievous and, and the yeah. Clone Force once and for all, they choose Obi-Wan. Yeah, I mean, I almost think Obi Wan should have been like, no, Anakin should go. I think in that moment he could have saved the entire galaxy. <laughs> if he had just been like, like no, my no. arrogant, you know, uh, tra- apprentice turned knight friend, he he but, is going to be pretty resentful if I get all the glory of this war because I know his personality. He's just that kind of a person. He's just that kind of person, and he would have kind of housed Grievous. Yes, what kind of person he is. So just let him do it, and then you don't have to take the credit right. yourself. Again, Obi-Wan is more the investigator, but yeah, I think you're you're right. The whole thing could have been done. And actually that parallels this last scene in Obi-Wan very well because he he ends up trusting Leia to like manage them, to be like, I need you to, to execute this, go here, wait for me. And then if I don't show up, you need to run. And she pulls it off perfectly. She even knows like with, she's totally using the force mm-hmm. way as a kid. Oh, she slides. She does like a Jedi slide at like 10. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, Luke's not doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. And but like also she knows when exact moment, like when the door is going to close. So she hits it before Obi-Wan even gets there. And it just like the timing is like perfect. Like that's force. That's force sensitivity. Oh, no doubt. Um, and uh, yeah. And so it's but I, I think, you know, like that's a thing. Like you said, if if Obi-Wan had trusted Obi-Wan and advocated, I'm sorry, Anakin had advocated for Anakin to go take down Grievous, then none of this you know, would happen. But also maybe, you know, the senator wouldn't have been revealed, et cetera, et cetera. That's a different rabbit hole, though. I mean, we're just talking yeah. about the the potential and the, the power of Obi-Wan, which is great. I mean, the guy is one of yeah. the best warriors ever. Um, and I, I do. The, like yeah. I know the fanboy in me wants to see him be super powerful. I know there's more, you know, important um traits in a Jedi and a human and all that than power. But I like, I want to see him glow with the light of, of the force at some point in this and just like really, you know, single-handedly bring this all together. Cause we know it's going to work and somehow he's going to end up safe back on Tatooine with no one chasing him for the next 10 years. Um, so I don't want to, I, I don't know what's ahead in this show, but I do believe I've, I've read somewhere that Deborah Chow said the fighting the choreography is reminiscent of the prequels more than the original yep. trilogy or the sequels uh and so when we see vader and obi-wan <laughs> it's on sabers in this show it's right and it be it might be a fast-paced sort of you might see obi-wan's full power in yeah. that fight uh yeah, that so sense. so you might get what you want you know what i mean you might see him full power i just might <laughs> yeah i'll at least get what i need yeah <laughs> Full power, Obi Wan, that'd be great. But at the yeah. same time, I mean, this is he has to come out as the master in that in that confrontation, yeah. right? He's like, when last we met, you were the master and I was the learner. So that's like that's what I want to see. I think what Obi Wan's learning in this show is also like choosing his battles. Yeah. Like, and I think it's paying off choosing his battles. 
which I think is something that we don't talk about enough. So I think we, we the will of the force kind of takes up most of our conversations where it's like, oh, it's probably the will of the force that they're doing this. But there's a lot of like choice. Obi-Wan has a lot of choice that he made. He makes right. a lot of choices. And um, right, he's holding a lightsaber. I mean, there was a there was a thought in my head that like when he sends Leia off, I'm like, he's going to actually confront her with a lightsaber. But he doesn't. He hides. Yeah, he hides. Chooses not to fight anyone there, which is smart. You wouldn't want to. You know, right. you wouldn't want to uh, do that. You wouldn't want to risk because like they don't even get eyes on them. Like, so yeah. we get to this part where they're basically right. Leia, it, it, we're, it, we're right here in the story. Anyways, uh, uh, we get to this part where Leia and him make it to the cargo bay and it's just filled with cargo. There's like crates everywhere right. and they're running through the crates and getting to the cargo ship. He tells Leia to go get on the ship as Riva has like now walked into the bay and is calling out Obi-Wan, knows it's Obi-Wan. But they do that great thing where like, she doesn't have eyes on him. She can't see him. He's hiding behind a crate. And they sort of, it's like, you imagine she's yeah. there. She knows first. It's almost like she has 99% certainty he's there. And he yeah. is, we, we as the audience know. And I, I love think 100% that certain. She's like, love, he's right there. I love the trick of us knowing both sides of, and having, you know, yeah. eye line on both sides. And then uh, obviously Grand Inquisitor has to be the buzzkill for every time for Revo. Every yeah. time. Do you show. do you feel bad for Reba? Do you I feel do. for her? I'm like, can the Grand Inquisitor like go to another sector? Like, I think she's got this. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why <laughs> she they had him twice. Up. She had him twice dead to rights. Like, as you know, if she had had taken a swing at um, Owen, that uh, that Obi Wan would have stepped in. I think. But uh, oh, one hundred percent. Oh, yeah. one. Oh, uh, actually, I don't know. That might have solved a lot for Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Just, right. Actually, just, yeah, dead and dead. I'm joking. If he, had, if he had killed three Inquisitors on Tatooine, I think it would have brought them down in a, you know, the full fury of the Empire. No, I know, but he may have taught Luke older if Owen had fallen. You know what I mean? Just. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, if she yeah, actually yeah, killed yeah. Owen. Then That's all he wants to do. He just wants yeah. to get close to Luke and Owen's like, get away. And, you know, I don't know. But no, he would have stepped in. He, I think, he loves Owen and Maru for for taking good care. Yeah. Of him. Um, but uh, no, he would have he would have definitely stepped in. And then um, these this this cargo base scene, yeah, just spectacular. I loved it. Um, yeah, she's so hunting she... them through the crates. Grand Inquisitor comes in, tells her to stand down. She's fed up. <laughs> yeah, she's had enough. She's <laughs> like, oh yeah, stand down. You know what I think about your yeah your rule. <laughs> It's a very tentative rule in the Inquisitors. Like, if you're yeah. on the top of the heap, it is not a secure position. Yes. You are constantly, just more, more problems being an upper management in uh, the right. Fortress Inquisitorius. Right. And they do treat her poorly because they act like she's obviously a Jedi. Like, she was once good. Yeah. And, like, that makes her not as dark or as evil as them. And therefore, she's not one of them. Like, one of these dark side Inquisitors. Right. And therefore, she's trying twice as hard to be evil. I mean... It worked like it, it worked to a T what she was doing. Her methods totally would have at least got her a confrontation with Obi-Wan. And if he's as weak in the force right now as he appears, she it's so have... obvious to me what Reva, who Reva is now and her motivations. I think Reva was someone who truly loved the Jedi. And I think she wants an answer for why the Jedi fell. And is oh. looking to one of these council members and being like, how, why would you do this? Like, I loved the Jedi. Like you're like, why didn't you stick up? Why didn't you stop this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what the story is more than anything else. And I sense that. And that's, that's an emotional place. And I really hope we get there. I really do. I do feel like she loves, loves the Jedi. And I think history is a beautiful kind of poetic character in that you're what you're saying, Ben, he may love the Jedi. He may think they're, you know, he did. There is a sort of 
they do idolize these the the order. Right, but you see it from the other side. It's like I was a child, and you all you abandoned me. Like the the yeah, she you saw the if she saw the the hollow that Obi Wan. Where were you? Yeah, he was like going to hide. Where were away. you when that happened? Yeah, yeah, right, right, and it's it was, was his in the water on him to go. like swimming. <laughs> It's like swimming in like a torrent of water on Utapa and like, or I guess underwater and then hiding out. Like he immediately yeah. went into the shadows, Obi-Wan. Sneaking well, he, past yeah, he, Like I guess, well, obviously. He, he regrouped with them. Yoda and then he went to go kill Anakin. Um, yeah, and that was that was kind of it. But yeah, he was in yeah, Utapau and then, yeah. I imagine a lot of Jedi would be searching for Yoda and Obi-Wan. That's, that's another interesting thing to me. It's like, and then Nari even seemed like he was and knew Obi-Wan was there, yeah. tracking him through the rocks and like the the dunes. It's to me that just tells me that people are looking for Obi-Wan and Yoda and anyone who's on the council for answers as to like yeah. how did this fall apart so quickly? Right. You know? So we, we get this scene It's uh, their fault. It's it I, I don't want to say it's their fault, but it's their fault. Like I don't Yeah, yeah. I would want answers. It's like, wait, why we are the the guardians of peace and justice and this is our our, you know, our hour. Like, why aren't we active right now? I felt that way about Rage Against the Machine too, and things started falling apart. They disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) Um like when they ghosted. It was like, We need you most now. Okay. Um Yeah. But yeah, they yeah. So yeah, you're totally right. This and and, and there's a lot there. Where this is all going, I think. And then I lo- I love that story, and they've just been like hitting on everything so far. So yeah, it's perfectly. That's why the beginning is the beginning too. I imagine. But. Right, but so so two monstrous things to happen, really momentous things. Like, not monstrous, momentous things happen in this hangar before Obi Wan escapes. One is it's revealed to him that Anakin is alive or Darth Vader is alive. So and um. And that it's in it. so he does know Darth Vader is Anakin and vice versa. And she's like, yeah, Vader's alive. She's like, Anakin's alive. So Reva knows that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker, which is I didn't think all the I didn't think the Inquisitorius knew that. I didn't think many people knew that. And if they did, I thought Vader killed them. <laughs> yeah. You know, we see in that um, it was in that comic where he Vader has an altercation with um, uh, the, the librarian. Uh, and uh you know and you she gotta think does the it, secret will it... to the to his like troops and he's like invader kills all his troops because he's like no one can know this i always ask the question would it serve the emperor for people to know that mm. vader was anakin skywalker a, a jedi who fell or who turned a turncoat basically who who saw the evil in the jedi's ways you almost need vader's story for your government for your yeah. I- ideal your ideology to to function right don't you need that story because like if you don't have that story as the emperor it's like a jedi turned against their own one of their best turned against their own realizing they're evil like don't you need that a little bit yeah that helps it corroborates my like attempt on my life story all this kind of stuff it wraps in nicely together yeah and it crushes hope you know for other people crushes hope yeah it just crushes hope so i think that's a that's a story they'd want to get out there yeah I don't know. So yeah, I mean, I, I think I it serves the emperor well for people. It's bad marketing that the you know the face of the you know Clone Wars, the hero of the Clone Wars, is now this like monster, <laughs> this like half robotic, <laughs> yeah. robotic you know. It's also beautiful. Mon- it's, also, it's also like a poetic idea, I think, too. Like the, yeah, 
Yeah, and it's sort of like, well, maybe it's not a good thing if he's just this like in monster enforcer lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. think actually uh, Reva refers to Vader as the father, like in in like their. One- no, it's Bale. It's Bale. It's Bale. Mm. It's I double checked oh, that, on that. Okay, thank times. you. I'm like because they were friends. Bale and Obi Wan were friends during the Clone Wars, but like. Yeah. What's great there is it's it's got the double meaning, right? It's like, oh, Anakin as well is was his best friend and they worked together during the Clone yeah. Wars, you know? And uh and so it's just it's that that was great. I thought that was a smart, smart line. They do just talk about it's like I don't even know why she's like Anakin's alive. Like I don't even know why she's doing that. It's kinda like eighties pulp action, like someone yeah. just just like telling you all this exposition this dark facts you don't want to know as you're hiding from them. It's like you've yeah. seen these scenes in movies before and it's it just it's cutting and it's terrifying. Yeah. And then when cutting Obi-Wan's face, hearing her say Anakin's alive, he's like it's all coming horror. back. It's like sublime horror and he plays yeah. it so well. And what I love about it is it added so much stakes to the show. Like the show, like the stakes for the show, just ratcheted it up to it. Like it made Vader so intimidating again. And this is what I've always said. I, I think Star Wars desperately needed this. I think they needed to deepen the threat with Vader after the sequel trilogy because all you get is like a rusted out helmet and everyone just kind of like yeah. bad talking him and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. And it's just like, yeah. and I guess it just doesn't matter in the overarching and ending the Emperor's life. I guess that didn't matter at all, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not not big, better, but like yeah. I almost think, I almost think you need to deepen the the lore with Vader, and I think this is a wonderful additive sort of complexity that that yeah. Obi Wan sees him as the ultimate terror. Like that's yeah, so nice. I think that's such a good idea. Yeah, the I mean, I, I, before we get to the last scene, I, uh, I the the other big thing that happened in there was that Reva obviously killed the Grand Inquisitor, so she's a rogue agent now. Like. I mean, I assume everything she's doing is... Well, again, is Grand Inquisitor dead? No. I said killed, but tried to kill. Because I think think what you might see in this show is just like the... uh, Like the, the kind of like means in which the 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 dark side or the 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 sith kind of like and the inquisitors i guess that they're an off branch of that like I, like how they cheat death like i think you might yeah. see some of that in this show like how palpatine's people kind of like immediately get cybernetics like vader like yeah. they it's like they don't need to go to a chop shop or like uh the modder kind of club yeah. they, they can right. just it's just all imperial in-house best equipment like and it's just their service immediately like his gut is immediately patched with cybernetics yeah. but we know from the comics too that like the it, when the he Vader was personally training the Inquisitorius, he was cutting limbs off left and right, and like just because he didn't care about them, and you know so they they probably have a pretty good in house. I would also uh, like to see Inquisitors inform- cut each other down and then have to come back and work with each other. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would actually think that that would add to the drama in a way that you I don't think you could um, do. It's very like Sam Raimi sort of like esque. Yeah, sort of zombie. I don't know, like drama. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, we might get it because I think I don't know. I love your motivations for Reva. What you're saying, where it's like she just wants answers to like and yeah. you know to why the the order abandoned yes. her. Yeah, and you know, and she wants Obi Wan and Anakin to get this together. Like she knows, sort of, they're the ones that that have done this. Um, she could want to kill both of them together. At yeah, the same time. I do. Heroes, you know, maybe they failed to save the order. They right. they destroyed it their relationship destroyed it. Yeah. She wants answers on a lot of levels, but I think, yeah, I, I still hold to our prediction from last week that Vader is going to be the one that kills Reva. Um, 
but we'll uh, we'll see how I can't wait to see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, so we get that we do get the the last scene in, um, <laughs> that we were talking about, and it's and I if I'm remembering correctly, Obi Wan's like now safe flying away in his transport, but he just says Anakin, and it's like he force skypes, yeah, and then you see yes. Hayden Christensen in the back to tank <laughs> with the bright golden yellow eyes, yes. just like pure hatred. <laughs> Yes. And it's like, and he's like, he's like in yeah. the, t- and you're like it, it in that moment, Hayden very much feels like Darth Vader. And you're like, Oh, angry. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And like, and like Obi-Wan's like, Oh my God. Like, he's like, I, I knew I failed, but I didn't know I failed this hard. I forget what that frame looks like, but it, it, it had this sterile, almost like, alien geiger sort of like yes. quality to it where it just felt like didn't feel like the back to tank in rogue one or didn't feel like back oh. to tanks and other things it felt like just i just felt evil like so contrasty that the, the black apparatus kind of looked like the mouthpiece and tubes and things like that looked just looked so evil like it was just it was dark like i'm ex- this vader is going to be extremely dark and i'm i'm excited for that i think i think that's that's what you have to do honestly is, is show yeah. the lord the dark the dark Lord of the Sith Vader. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is that? You know? And there's something more terrifying about seeing like the more we can see Hayden inside being like the man inside the suit oh. is like, it's another, you need like, that for the hate. He needs to be like grimacing the and just hate. Yeah. Hate, you know, feeling just like raw hate for Obi-Wan. And, and that's only, the only way to do that is with Hayden mixed with the suit. You know what I mean? And right. That looks like, Right, because we never in the original trilogy we never see under his face under the helmet. We see the back of the head, and then I mean, then we all at his redemption we see a very kind man in in the suit. Um, yeah. Anakin and, was also uh, like a beautiful man, and like wouldn't yeah. he want to take off his helmet? Like I'm there's some there's some real drama you could explore where it's like look what you did to me sort of thing. I yeah. wa- she Reva wants answers. Look what you did to me. Like the drama in this could be on another yeah. level, really. Like that I've never seen in Star Wars. I think it already is because like Obi Wan like on his on the one hand is probably been beating himself up for killing his best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now he he's alive. Happened to him almost. Like, right. But like he's alive, which he's probably like, Oh, thank God you're alive. But it's like, Oh no, now you're this terrible thing and I'm responsible for it. It's a lot. It, there's a lot yeah. going on in this show. It's <laughs> like, you know, it's going like, to only you know, get heavier. I know my dumbass was like, Oh, I just want to see, you know, Obi-Wan puttering around in the desert. And then, you know, Lucasfilm puts together this amazing drama um, horror show, like uh, touching all the bases of Star Wars in such a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just so pleased and glad there are people smarter than me um, writing shows. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm just stoked about this thing. And I I love the cinematography. I know the like the production budget was probably different and allocated in different ways. But they did a really good job differentiating the look of this show compared to Boba Fett and Mandalorian. It's it felt and looked like a different show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looked gorgeous. Um, the stagecraft technology continues to develop and the, the environments look even more real and the backward backdrops feel larger. Uh, the set extensions feel like further. It's more um, depth to the sets. Uh, yeah. It felt bigger. Tatooine felt bigger in this show in yeah. a way. Yeah. After watching Mando and Boba, I was like, oh, this Tatooine looks just way bigger. Like, yeah, I can't. It feels just more expansive. 
we got a lot of the wide um, landscape shots that are my favorite things, like seeing, you know, like Obi-Wan taking his Yopi out, like the the transport from the butcher site to the city, uh, which I don't know yeah, if it's a lot Moss of like, Moss 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 kind of looking shots. Yeah. And you're like, it's one thing shooting and you see the skyline of the city on in Tatooine. Do we know if it's Moss Eisley or Moss Espa? Probably Moss Espa. Moss Eisley? Most Again, if it's Mos Eisley, spaceport. So yeah, it's probably Mos Eisley. Yeah. And if it is Mos Eisley, you'd think there would be, you know, some shady characters to fight the Inquisitors. But again, it just <laughs> looked like a lot of moisture evaporator farmers, a lot of, you know, I don't know, uh, sort of vendors. It didn't look like it, it wasn't. It didn't look like the hive of scum and villainy. So maybe it was Mos Espa, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. Well, but, um. We will learn more, I'm sure. Um, I just hope his Yopi is okay and someone's feeding him. Um, <laughs> I hope it's a beautiful shade. sashimi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um, thought we were going to get a fart at one point. Like, they take a long, <laughs> there's a long take where it kind of like sits. And I like thought at the end of when it like it finally rests, I thought we were going to get like a little putter. You know what I mean? Just a. The OP fart, no, just to like break the tension in the room. I re- really, I think it was needed. I was like, it needs. It's the one George Lu- Lucas, you know, like oh, nod. Oh, need. oh, that's the one. Look, Lucas, this. I'll call out where I'm going to put it in my supercut. Uh, I'll show you exactly the moment where it should be. Um, that is amazing. Um, do we do it? We've now talked about this show for as long as the show runs. Um, uh, <laughs> we, oh, no. again, it's like we're an hour and a half. Jedi Survivor yeah. was great, yeah. Jedi Survivor was, awesome. was good. Um, but it's interesting. No, so the, there was also the Survivor trailer. So if you've hung on this long, um, and you like video games, stick around. Um, yeah, we we got our first trailer. We knew we had we've heard whispers that there was a name for this game, um, Jedi Survivor, the sequel to uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and uh, we got to see our first look at it. Even though there was no gameplay, it was just drama and very cryptic drama. But we get uh, the Grand Inquisitor as the narrator, who again looks different from both the cartoon or, and the, <laughs> the, really the, the game, show. He looks really good in the game. He looks like a like a Count Dracula sort of character. Um, the teeth don't. Does eat. Rupert Friend oh. voice him in the game? At least is there mm-hmm. that connective tissue? I'm not sure. I'm trying to. I forget who. I I don't know who voiced him in the in Rebels. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those two people. I I, I would bet. Um, and we see some Cal Kestis. We see like his lightsaber has been captured by the. Um, by the Inquisitor, uh, the iconic um, Fallen Order lightsaber, which is an amazing design. Um, and then we see a, it looks like a blonde-haired human female in a back-to-tank. And that's what Cal is looking at. We get, like, a lot of close-ups in the back-to-tank, like, through her hair and stuff. It's a really, like, arty, wild shot. Um, and we see uh, Grease's ship sort of looks like in free fall. Um, right we're back in that ship which is amazing and i'm sad i don't have the the name for it here but. is it also like rusted out at one point like bombed out the ship the I, old mean, ship? I don't know that we saw the exteriors of it i think we just saw the interiors of it um but it's, it's definitely like it's there's Inquisitors. no one at the controls and it's falling so big big news here i think is grand inquisitor is the villain of this game looks like he's hunting cal yeah. and yeah, there's I guess this 
woman in a back to tank or something suspended yeah. must be a jedi i mean i imagine and uh yeah i don't know who knows what that means i thought mara was going to be a playable right. character in this game i thought it was going to like switch off with like dathomiri magic and jedi stuff and how they can work together to like help jedi right. but instead it looks like just a another really kind of a dark tale of of calcasus you know uh sort of like adventure around the galaxy and how he's surviving i know they the only the I don't know if we have guesses for who's in the back to tank, but she does look like Avar Chris a little bit. <laughs> that would be wild. Wild. They've just she's been in stasis and they're like, it's your darkest hour. That would be call on me. Wild. The ultimate yeah. Jedi is just like locked away somewhere. Oh my gosh, it's terrifying. Um, but yeah, you know, so maybe we'll get a female playable character, uh, you know, new character introduction here. She's uh, like the gonna... Akira. She's like the uh, Akira of the uh, Jedi Order. She's like she was so powerful they just like kept her like organic <laughs> tissue in like a tube because they were like dude like she her psychic powers are like a next level well like, yeah have to keep her around yeah she can like that would be great because it would tie to the zepho stuff the like ancient alien aspect of the fallen order games yeah you're right like the far history sort of coming back because yeah i mean sort of treasure hunting and like dungeon diving and is very much part of this game um so, uh, yeah, that would be that'd be super to see. So I don't know. I mean, whatever. I'm, I have to somehow obtain a PS5 um, in order to play this game. And I will somehow if it kills <laughs> it's me. upsetting. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah, I've been doing pretty good. I'm my, my yeah. PS4 Pro keeps chugging along pretty good. <laughs> I like how our podcasts end with do I really have to up- upgrade? Oh. oh, man. Yeah. Take my money, please. Someone just give me a PS5. But um, yeah. Anyways, exciting times, exciting weekend. Um, I think uh, we we did our best with these two episodes. Uh, we'll be talking about them for a long time. Um, we're looking forward to Adam healing up and getting his opinion um, soon. We'll see. You know, the celebration's still going. This is only Saturday, and we've had mm-hmm. all these announcements. Um, but we'll see what pops up, and um, when it does, we'll talk about it. So, um, thanks very much for listening to us, everyone. And as always, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always. <laughs>